0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Lux Life podcast where we have conversations around relationships, success, connections and the finer things in life with the incredible women of our sorority and beyond. I'm Rihanna, an initiate of Wegbara London and with us today we have the co-founder and president of Webbara, Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi. (laughs) Hi girl, you did that amazingly by the way. Oh thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I suppose around Wigbara. We're getting straight into it. Exactly we're gonna (laughs) jump right into it for anyone who's interested in joining the sorority if they haven't already and if you haven't what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Love it. So I guess to start off with just how the idea of Wigbara came about you know what was the kind of idea behind it?
1: How did Wigbara come about? Oh gosh Um, I think it was born out of my mom and i you know have a conversation well we've had several conversations in the past around black women and you know socializing and i think it was just me saying you know i'm i'm always it's just about career now when i go to work and i come back home and yeah i have my couple of friends here and there but I felt like I wasn't building meaningful relationships with people, mm-hmm. and my mom would say you know very in a in a way that wasn't helpful at all when I was your age, I had such an amazing social life. <laughs> I was having parties every weekend, I was throwing parties, I loved hosting, I loved doing this, and I love doing that, and my mom has always been that person that's very interested in like you know fashion and and look, presenting yourself well and you know looking beautiful, beauty that sort of thing and she really understands the industry of private membership because she also was in that industry. Um, and so for me, for us having that conversation, it was about how do we bring black women together and how do we build meaningful relationships and how do we support each other? And that's what it was born out of really. Nothing um, <laughs> nothing crazy, but you know, there's that added thing about luxury, mm-hmm. um, which I think that I'm very passionate about luxury, about the attention to detail that comes with it. And I think that that's something that we wanted to share with, with the world, with black women. Sure,
0: yeah. yeah. And I think myself being an initiate, I definitely was attracted to igbara with that idea of finding sisterhood. Um, and so I, I'm really interested to find out, you know, what you see as being some of the most popular reasons that other initiates have decided that they wanted to join the sorority, what they hope to get out of it. I'd love to know more about that.
1: Interestingly, it's only been sisterhood so far. Okay. Um, people actually just come for the sisterhood and everything else is the added
0: perk. And I think it's just such an innovative idea as well, considering the fact that, you know, especially in the UK, private members clubs are a dime a dozen if you know where to find them. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, they are very exclusive. And so having a space for black women, I think, is really key because the image of someone you think of when you think of a private members club probably isn't a black woman in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, So I guess I'd ask you following on from that, you know, what's been your favorite part about the whole process of building this club and building this membership for black women? And maybe also what's been the most challenging part as well?
1: The best thing has actually been seeing how people engage with our like experiences, the experiences that we create, like the the events that we do, for example. Um, I always went out of my way to try to create something that wasn't out there like I don't just want to do another power brunch you mm-hmm. know I don't want us to to go out and talk on a Sunday and just let it die there right. I want us to always have memories that we can cherish and so that's what we tried to do through the wine tasting and through the fashion week and through the odyssey at the uh, Cheshire the spa mm-hmm. um, so that was very important to me and I think that that was that's been the most interesting part for me Mm -hmm. um but the other thing sorry the other question that you asked was what has been the most challenging thing yeah i think the most challenging thing has been actually um having to explain to people why we are there Mm -hmm. why we exist Um, and everybody is asking this question Um, black women are asking this question as well Um, as well as, you know, people from other races. Mm. They're trying to understand why do you want to create a space that caters to black women and that has this sort of exclusivity to it as well. Mm. And I think that there's never enough time to talk to people about that, and there's never enough time to get people to see why this is so important. Why we just need a space to have fun, mm-hmm. um, uh, because they they're like, why aren't you? You know, you're supposed to be protesting. You're supposed to be mm-hmm. um, out there mulling and, and working hard, and uh, you know, bitching about something
0: yeah. <laughs> so, in your dashiki. Yeah, yeah, in your dashiki. <laughs> that's
1: it. Or in your shirt that says Harriet um, and and all the other names yeah. of, Rosa. of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Harriet, Rosa, Angela, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. That's been a challenging thing for me, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think particularly in this environment that we've been living in for the past two years, you know, coming off the back of like Black Lives Matter and everything, it's still almost like on steroids, black women are expected all the time to be working and striving and protesting. So Uh I think in terms of the aspect of fun, that's another thing that's really drawn me to it. So. I guess that's a great opportunity to start talking about all the things that are coming up in the calendar for Wicbarra yes. this year because it's a really full calendar. So I'd love to know more about that.
1: I'm going to pull up my calendar now, okay? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> there is so much. We try to do something every month, even if it's a virtual thing, mm-hmm. um, because it's always, you know, it's important to keep our connections going. So yeah, we we just had a Galentine's um, event mm-hmm. recently. So that was in Feb. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working on the Heritage Brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to be a brunch held in Manchester hosted by the Manchester Chapter with um, the members and also guests Mm -hmm. and their moms. So that's a great way for our moms to make friends as well, to meet each other, to, you know, complain about us. (laughs) And then what have we got in May? We've got an odyssey, which Mm -hmm. is uh, our Odysseys. are when we travel, um, we don't just want to call them trips because they are more than that. They're experiences and we really really make sure that the girls go home mm. so feeling so fulfilled mm-hmm. so there's that and uh august i know that we have a uh mm. what's it a gallery thing i think that's a gallery show a showing um of like black photographers and that sort of thing and i think that we'll also be doing something with the birmingham fellowship mm-hmm. so there's a brunch in the works mm-hmm. And then we've got September London Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm excited for. That's our biggest event um, every year. Uh, We've got the um, Black History Show Mm -hmm. um, for October. November, we've got the annual W Dinner. This will be the first W Dinner that we're hosting and it will be um, in collaboration Um, with a charity that caters to black women and young black girls Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll be supporting and fundraising for that charity as well and then finally we'll close the year off with the, with the Christmas party mm-hmm. so we're going to host an amazing Christmas party this year because we didn't do one last year it was
0: virtual right. so I'm looking forward to that as well and right, get excited that sounds so full and busy which Gosh. one are you most excited for oh bring it back to me okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've heard so much now about this fashion show in September this infamous fashion show <laughs> and I was so upset that I wasn't able to go last year so I'm definitely keeping that in my diary for this year um in addition to that you know I think something I've been wanting to do since the pandemic the you know, ponder replay, the panoramic, whatever you wanna call it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like I've definitely wanted to travel more. That's been something that's been at the front of my mind for a while. So I think I love also that you refer to it as an Odyssey because it means that there's so much more substance to it rather Mm -hmm. than just, you know, we're gonna go out, look cute. That doesn't mean that we don't look cute, Mm -hmm. of course we do. But yeah. So I think kind of bouncing back from that as well, I guess in terms of core values that you have for Wegbara when you're thinking about it and nurturing it, what would you say are like the core values that you really want at the heart of it and all the things you do?
1: It's It all starts from sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where everything comes from. And everything that comes with sisterhood, sisterhood is looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. It's protecting each other. It's being there for each other. Um, and it's you know doing things like when you step into a room and there's an opportunity, you say... My sister would be good for that. You know, that's that's the first thing you think of because mm-hmm. you're keeping the wealth in the family, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where everything sort of springs from. But the main things to us were what I call Casa, which was community, access, sisterhood and adventure. Mm. That's literally if you want to summarize what Wikbara is, that's everything that we are. Yeah. It was very important to me, for example, adventure, you'd think that's just the words that we were trying to, <laughs> to yeah. throw in there. But that is extremely important part of Wikbara because, you know, whoever's joining like they they're here for a different experience. They're here to do something out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And we want to give them that. We want to give them the sisterhood. We want to give them access. If somebody has a connection somewhere else, that's giving you access to something you might not know because you might not need it immediately. But you never know the day that you're going to say, actually, I need a black woman for this. Mm -hmm. Or my company is hiring in this. Or I need to do something here. And Mm. you have those skills then it just makes complete sense to get your sister to do it because that's your sister, so.
0: Of course, yeah. And I think as black women, we really need to lean into that more. I think that's something that, you know, looking, for example, at other communities, they've really mastered that idea of keeping it within the community and within your kind of bonds and things. Um, And one thing I've always agreed with you, whether I saw you saying it on Twitter or in person, is that, you know, um, in terms of just, like, you don't want to be the only black woman in the room. That's Mm -hmm. not something to brag about that's not an accomplishment that means that okay you might be the token Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that real progress is being made you want to bring other people up with you especially the people who have such you know similar experiences as you do because being a black woman is such a unique experience Mm -hmm. and so I think that's part of the reason why I love Wegbar as well is that you can find people who have that kind of same path or journey as you in that way that really fundamental way um but I suppose, going on from that as well, you know people might hear the words you know "sorority" or "society" and think, "Oh, there's a very particular kind of black woman that's going to be accepted into this community." So just you know to kind of dispel that myth maybe about how singular or how you know homogeneous that that image is, maybe a little bit on how diverse the community really is once you get into Ibara.
1: um well, honestly um they're not completely wrong. It is a kind of person that's in mm-hmm. Um, It's our kind of people. And what does that mean? Our kind of people is not, you know, the, the, the most, the snobbiest person in the room, the richest person in the room, the mm-hmm. one that's done all these amazing things. Obviously, we look for amazing women. We look for women that have done something out of the ordinary, right. but the truth is it's exclusive in the sense that it's a black woman's Mm. you know society and sorority it's a black woman's sisterhood right but the kind of people we want are people who embody our values who are kind to each other because Mm -hmm. kindness is a huge thing and it's so it never goes out of style no never um, and I think that, you know, people think we're these uh, stush girls all sat there <laughs> judging each other, judging everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, just you know, and that's absolutely not, you know, very, it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say it's open to everybody because <laughs> there's a certain kind of person we don't want. We don't want you to come and spoil our vibe, to right. be honest. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are the kind of person that's like, you know, you're open to friendships, you're open to making relationships, you're open to authentic you know experiences and you understand the importance of giving as much as you receive yeah um that is the kind of person we're looking for so we have um women ranging from all ages mm-hmm. um starting from 18 you know the debutantes 18 to 22 or right. the younger women and they um, have mentors um, and then we have the more millennial women and then we have the older women as well so like the over 40s um, and I think that it's important to have this spanning across generations, mm-hmm. because then what you get is just that, you, you can see like, you know, you're talking about diversity, you're talking about the diversity of ages, you're talking about um, our different backgrounds, but what really brings us together is this need to connect yeah. at the end of the day, we're not here, sat here talking about anybody else. We don't talk about, we actually don't talk about outsiders as much as they talk about us. And you just have to join to find out, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I, and I love you talking about the debutantes as well because I think they're such inspiring young women as well to so have mm-hmm. that kind of vision and drive t- from the age of 18, you know, and that's so young when you think about it. Um, so for anyone who might be interested in the debutantes, what is that about? What can they expect to experience when they go through that process?
1: I'm going to be honest, on this podcast and say that we have actually I'm so sad that I've neglected the (laughs) debutants and we've not done as much as we're supposed to um because this has been a year of you know we started at the same time as we started accepting members Mm. and so because there's fewer debutants because we wanted to really pay attention to them and you know give them you know the complete value um, that they that they expect to receive Um, But they have been a bit neglected. And I think it's just been building up towards the debutantes ball. But I'll tell you what the purpose was for starting out, you know, starting the debutantes. We wanted younger women to also, you know, have a space for themselves because there's so many things that at that age you're navigating, Mm -hmm. um, you're starting out in your career, um, you need some advice, you need some guidance, but also at the same time, you feel like you're an adult, like you are an adult because you're, you're now like maybe paying your own bills a little bit and you're doing your own thing. I'm grown. (laughs) You're a grown woman. (laughs) I remember at 18, you couldn't tell me nothing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, now it's like, I think that more importantly than, you know, telling them what to do or guiding them or telling them what we did, Mm. it's about just bringing them together and letting them build their own relationships because Mm -hmm. then that's the future. And That needs to be um, something that we want to keep cultivating in our community. We want to keep women understanding the value of relationships with with each other. And so the debutantes that we've got now, very friendly, lovely girls, Um, they're all up to so much, like some of them are are still in uni, but they're also doing this on the side and they've got their own business and someone's got a hair business and it's just, there's so much going on and I'm very, very proud of them, but... What at the end of the day, you know, they are part of the sisterhood as well. So they get, you know, pretty much all the same perks. Mm-hmm. It's just that they are, you know, younger, so they tend to stay with each other a lot more. Right. And let us old people <laughs> do our own. Make sure you go over you yeah. go over there. Go yeah. over there. <laughs> with your skinny jeans. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Not skinny jeans. Oh god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But Yeah, I think, you know, in general, Bar, I just love how eclectic and diverse the entire community is. You'll find people with all different interests from all different backgrounds. And I think that's such a special thing Um, in terms of kind of doing away with the narrative that black women are a monolith. And that's something that we hear about in discussions a lot, especially if you're on Twitter. So I think in terms of actively and practically doing something about you know, dispelling negative stereotypes about black women. How do you think Wegbara does that? How do you think Wegbara is acting against that and kind of helping to lift black women up?
1: Um, That is one of my main um, um, just active sort of uh, goals and Mm -hmm. targets for what I want Wegbara to do and what I want us to represent. I became very frustrated with our um, um, portrayal Mm -hmm. in television, in the media, Everywhere we go, it's always something about the aggressive black woman yeah. and the masculine black woman, and so many. Ugh, we can't even get into the microaggressions and the macroaggressions uh, that we face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that a lot of the, the 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 things that happen, a lot of the microaggressions come from either bad PR or not enough PR. Right. And I know that this won't sit well with a lot of you know Twitter debaters, and you know it is what it is, but. Mm. It was very important to me to curate our image and be in control of how we, you know, show ourselves to the public Mm. and who we are. And that's not about upholding standards of whiteness. It's not about appeasing or appealing better to white people. It's not about that. It's about showing our most authentic selves.
0: I remember when I came to the inauguration luncheon um, back in September that, you know, there were just as many white people that were standing around looking at us like, who are these young black women who are all dressed up so nicely with, you know, gorgeous food and this lovely view- venue that we had in Holland Park. And so, yeah, I think one of the most valuable lessons that I think you can take away from looking at Bar is that protesting or you know giving representation to black women in general doesn't have to just look like taking the knee and having your fist in the air it can look like you know you in a purple dress holding a champagne flu and that. I, be I
1: took to the streets as well mm-hmm. i was you know i was shouting as well in black lives matter yeah, you don't do. get me wrong it was very it's a time that angers you and you know if it's something that we face every day because yes. we face racism every every other day if not every day if you're going into a corporate space or any space where white people are um, you're very likely to to face something like that, um, but I think that for us, wig was even a form of protest in itself. Because sure. when we started, it was like, why, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? You know, why yeah. black people are dying? Why is that? Why are you doing this? You people should be in the streets protesting. Yeah, you should be. You know, looting. You should be doing yeah. something other than this. And I feel like, <laughs> n- no, actually because of how politicized everything we do is Mm -hmm. even our want or our need to just relax was also a political matter yes so do with that what you will
0: yeah (laughs) yeah I think it's a really important question of why not why can't black women say why not in terms of being open to more opportunities and just embracing being soft and happy and just making the best of life so Thank you honestly, Barbie, for starting Big Barra, because I think it's an amazing opportunity. Thank you. (laughs) Gosh, I feel like in the sisterhood already, but you are (laughs) Hello. Hi, what have we
1: been doing here? I know. <laughs> so,
0: you know, I think that's a really great introduction to all things Wegbara. And for anyone who's listening, who's interested in joining, I would thoroughly recommend that you apply for the next rush whenever that is. Thank you so much to Barbie again, the co-founder and president of WagBara for joining us today. Um, and in the meantime, until the next session, we'd just like to thank you for listening. Have great day.